0: Well, it looks like all-pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is on his way to New Orleans at the beginning of the 2023 season, but just not the way that some Saints fans had hoped. We got all of that and a little bit of lanyard for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome back to a fresh week here at Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always. Speaking of Locked on Saints, your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can always subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you is never miss the latest episodes and if you want to continue the conversation one-on-one with me as well as gain access to our exclusive film studies q a's and much more you can head over to join subtextcom slash locked on saints to join our fast-growing community that i would love for you to join as well as always i'm your host ross jackson at ross jackson nola on twitter your new orleans saints expert credential member of the media senior writer and reporter over at saints news network sports illustrated's fan nation site covering the new orleans saints You'd also catch me every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked on Saints. And on today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're taking a look at our bold prediction to wrap up the show, who will be the rookie camp stud this year in training camp. But before we get to that, we're going to take a look at the elite wide receiver and defensive back combinations and matchups the New Orleans Saints will see in 2023 and why they're important. But to start us all off, let's look at the very first elite wide receiver and cornerback duo matchup that we're going to see in 2023 here in New Orleans because DeAndre Hopkins is coming to New Orleans as a member of the Tennessee Titans week one to match up with Marshawn Lattimore. And week one for the New Orleans Saints gets a ton more interesting thanks to this move with DeAndre Hopkins coming to New Orleans as a member of the Tennessee Titans and matching up with cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore versus DeAndre Hopkins adds a ton of intrigue to the week one matchup, which was already pretty intriguing, right? I mean, the Tennessee Titans and the New Orleans Saints have kind of been coming to blows here recently. Michael Thomas breaks the record against them. They come to New Orleans, have a or they the Saints travel to Tennessee. They have PJ Williams starting games at free safety in New Orleans. See, you know, still wins and all these other things. There's been so much kind of between these two teams that have seen each other a lot here over the course of the past couple of years, especially now with the 17-game season. The Titans were the Saints' first additional opponent once the 17-game season began just a couple years ago. And of course, there is also still the return to the Big Easy for former Tulane running back Tajay Spears, which is also a part of that big matchup. But now you have to imagine that Marshawn Lattimore versus uh, DeAndre Hopkins takes the cake. That is the number one focus for this game now as week one begins. And, and, and we should clarify, too, it's not just Marshawn Lattimore versus DeAndre Hopkins. It's Marshawn Lattimore, Paul Adebo, and or Alante Taylor and or Bradley Roby matching up with DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks as well, who's also there in Tennessee. So it's going to be a really good wide receiver versus defensive back, I'll say, because we want to include the slot corner in that conversation as well. Uh, matchup. And, and the reason why we know that the slot corner kind of becomes important here is because you can look back at the last time that the New Orleans Saints met up with DeAndre Hopkins, which was just last season, week seven, the Thursday night football, I think it's safe to say debacle. Uh, well, I guess it was an Andy Dalton debacle, uh, even though it wasn't all his fault, right? Some passes tipping off of receivers' hands and landing and sprinting uh, Cardinals, defenders' uh, arms instead, going back for pick sixes and all those other things. But It was not a great matchup uh, for the New Orleans Saints, not a great memory on that Thursday night football game, but DeAndre Hopkins was uh, pretty effective against New Orleans, 10 catches for 103 yards. However, the Saints did not have Marshawn Lattimore in that matchup. They did not have Paulson Adibo in that matchup. And when Alante Taylor matched up with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he performed extremely well, only allowed DeAndre Hopkins one catch for 17 yards on a couple of targets and took DeAndre Hopkins out of plays when he was uh, out on the field and in primary coverage against the all-pro wide receiver. Out of the 10 catches and 103 yards that DeAndre Hopkins totaled in that week seven matchup, six catches for 72 yards were against Chris Harris Jr. and Justin Evans. Again, those were two guys that were playing in the slot, hence why slot coverage still becomes very important, but ideally you have your starter there as opposed to a couple of guys that were free agency additions, Justin Evans at least, an offseason free agency addition while Chris Harris Jr. was a little bit more of an in-season, need somebody in the slot kind of move. And you remember actually it was the first or second, maybe even just third play, it was the first series of the game uh, in which Bradley Roby actually got hurt in that uh, matchup. So that was another reason why DeAndre Hopkins may have had such a successful run in the slot, but you have to imagine that if the Saints... Get to week one healthy with Marshall Lattimore, Paulson, Adebo, Alante, Taylor, Bradley, Roby, that they should be able to handle DeAndre Hopkins a little bit better in a brand new offense and weigh in an offense too that for the Tennessee Titans has huge quarterback questions and offensive line questions like who's the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans right now? I I, I guess it's safe to say the veteran Ryan Tannehill is probably in a Marcus Mariota-like 2022 Marcus Mariota-like 2023 type of a situation to where you're just going to play until the rookie's ready, which is basically what happened with the Atlanta Falcons and and, and, uh, uh, Marcus Mariota last year until Desmond Ritter was ready. You have to imagine that here in 2023, it's going to be Ryan Tannehill until either they feel finally good about Malik Willis, however it is that they feel about Malik Willis, or feel good enough about Will Levis that he ends up taking the starting role. That offensive line needs a lot of help, needs a lot of work, Uh, but they've got a great Backfield in uh, Derrick Henry as well as Tajay Spears, and, and now they have two really good wide receivers in DeAndre Hopkins as well as um, uh, as well as Traylon Burks and some sleeper guys too as well. I mean, you have uh, Racy McMath still there and a couple of others that I was high on coming out of their their draft process. Uh, one of the other things that you're going to want to pay attention to, not just the quarterback and offensive line situation, but how long will the offensive line be able to hold up for? DeAndre Hopkins to run his usual routes when you look back at 2022 then the time that he spent his final year with the Arizona Cardinals lots of go routes lots of hitches lots of out routes so a lot of things that take a little bit of time to develop and require a strong QB arm to be able to get to as well as not just the QB arm itself but they also need good timing now the Arizona Cardinals ran 88 percent of their snaps last year out of shotgun Only a, and then over in Tennessee, a third of their offense came from under center. So you go from 12% to around 33% of longer developing dropbacks, things like that, where timing becomes so important. So when you're in a brand new offense in the first week, you're not sure who your quarterback's going to be, I think, uh, and your offensive line is uh, at best um, porous going into 2023 if you're the Tennessee Titans that could open up a lot of opportunity for the New Orleans Saints. So this could be one of those matchups that ends up getting hyped up quite a bit, and it's going to be a marquee matchup, but it's possible that it might underwhelm a little bit in week one, depending upon what the adjustments are and how quickly DeAndre Hopkins is going to be able to produce in that offense and if that offense can support a DeAndre Hopkins. I did an episode a couple of weeks ago along with Luke Braun over at Locked On. uh, He hosts Locked On Vikings, but we co-host Locked On NFL on Tuesdays. And I was talking about the DeAndre Hopkins situation, and I mentioned that DeAndre Hopkins should not waste his time signing with a team like the Tennessee Titans nor the New England Patriots, especially if he's ring chasing. I wanted him to land somewhere like the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs, where he is the piece that makes up the difference between getting another Super Bowl ring in the case of the Kansas City Chiefs or potentially getting a Super Bowl ring um, in the case of the Buffalo Bills, who wouldn't be repeating in this situation like the Kansas City Chiefs would. So him choosing the Tennessee Titans is kind of baffling, but we know that the New Orleans Saints tend to struggle early on in the season, though they have bucked the trend by winning in the first game in the past couple of years. They've not been a 3-0 team since, what, 2013 or so? So this week one game could be a sneaky one. There's a lot of stuff that works in the Saints' favor here, and the best situation they could have is that this DeAndre Hopkins situation underwhelms week one while he's still getting adjusted. But This is one you're going to want to watch and that you're going to want to be careful with if you're the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Coming up next, uh, Lattimore versus Hopkins is not, is far from actually the only elite wide receiver slash cornerback matchup that the New Orleans Saints are going to see all season. So let's take a look at the other, hear me out, 10 elite pass catching matchups the New Orleans Saints will face coming up next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, hiring new employees, especially if you are a small business, has higher stakes than ever. You want to make sure you're getting people with the requisite experience that know how to do the job, but you're going to want want folks that are going to be willing to grow with your business and have the opportunity and skill sets that will also grow with your business. And of course, you want to make sure that they fit your culture as well. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in because you're going to be able to do a bunch of things like screening questions to make sure that they have the requisite experience that you're looking for, the skills, but also make sure that they're a good fit for your organization. Things like this are why small businesses rated LinkedIn Jobs number one at providing quality hires versus all of their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, family, continuing on with another episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks as always to the everydayers out there, making us your first listen of the day. Every day now, with DeAndre Hopkins landing with the Tennessee Titans, it kind of feels like the NFL's back up and running, isn't it? The whole bunch of other stuff going on, some extensions for Evan Ingram over in Jacksonville. We saw the extension of Quinnen Williams with the New York Jets. So, are the New Orleans Saints on the way to making some moves ahead of training camp as well? That's what we're going to discuss in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Saints. Today, though, as we continue on, if the New Orleans Saints want to be a top-flight pass defense again in 2023, like they were in 2022. They're going to need to win some big time wide receiver, or let's say pass catcher versus defensive back matchups in 2023. It's not going to be easy. And look, we looked at this last year for the New Orleans Saints as well. The Saints faced a ton of elite pass catching talent last year and finished number two in the NFL in terms of passing yards, didn't allow more than 20 points over the course of their last eight games. They didn't allow a ton of uh, explosive plays, things like that. So there's a chance for the New Orleans Saints. To do that exactly all over again here in 2023 because, yes, they're going to start off the season immediately with DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks. And listen, I know that Traylon Burks did not have the best rookie season that we all expected just over 30 catches, 444 yards, and a touchdown. Seemed to be kind of dealing with some, you know, getting in shape health issues at the beginning of the season play or or training camp playbook confusion issues. He missed some games. I think it was weeks five through nine or something like that in 2023 or 2022 ran a lot of the same routes that a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is going to run in your offense, the go routes, the hitches, the outs, the comebacks, things like that. So Traylon Brooks will probably have a little bit of a different route distribution in 2023 and he'll be in a second year, maybe settle in a little bit more. He'll have DeAndre Hopkins to learn from. Didn't really have that veteran wide receiver to learn from. So I do think that Burks takes a step forward in his second year. And so does that happen week one or does that happen throughout the season? I think it's more likely to happen throughout the season. So the Saints will kind of have this elite matchup of, let's say DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks versus Marshall Lattimore and Paulson Adebo slash, you know, Alante Taylor. Um, I think you would almost I, I, I kind of like and Debo in that because those are both two very physical wide receivers. But man, Alante Taylor was such a dog against DeAndre Hopkins last year as well that I wouldn't be, wouldn't be mad to see that because you have to imagine that DeAndre Hopkins is going to move around the line of scrimmage, move around the offensive formation. So he's not always going to be matched up with Marshawn Lattimore who doesn't really shadow wide receivers. He shuts down one side of the field. The other guy shuts down the other side of the field. And that's the way the New Orleans Saints usually play defense. And so that's a big way to start off the season. But then in two weeks, they head to Green Bay where they're taking on Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. And both of these guys looked great coming into their rookie seasons last year. Now they get another step moving forward. They will have the new rookie or not new rookie quarterback. I'm so sorry, but the new starting quarterback in Jordan Love. Um, and maybe by week three, they haven't really ironed out all the wrinkles there yet. We'll see, but still. Still. Really, really good wide receiver duo, albeit young, still a really, really good uh, receiver tandem there. Week four, as well as week 17, they've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you know that means you always get Marshall Lattimore versus Mike Evans. You're going to get Chris Godwin. So you're going to get some really good, talented receivers there. The Saints should be in an advantage there, though, because of the quarterback situation. You've either got Baker Mayfield throwing to them or Kyle Trask throwing to them. And so either one of those cases is a good situation for the New Orleans Saints. That's also an offensive line. It's going to go through some changes, some players coming off of injury. Uh Tristan Wirfs, who's, you know, the starting tackle, it listed um uh Cam Jordan as one of the five toughest edge rushers that he played against last year. You might think back to the game against uh them last year where Cam Jordan literally bull rushed Tristan Wirse into Tom Brady and knocked the ball out for a little strip sack, kind of did like a, a stab jab or a stab swipe or a stab swipe, maybe uh, type of move, maybe a stab club, uh, and then you know, ended up working his way into the bull rush and made a huge play there. So you know that Cam Jordan's weren't gonna give these guys a little bit of trouble. And then now when you get a guy like Kyle Trask, who hasn't really had any NFL time, or a guy like Baker Mayfield, who notoriously holds onto the ball too long. That could be a, a feeding day for the New Orleans State's defensive line if that defensive line is producing the way that we believe it should be come week four, hopefully by week 17, but ideally by week four. Uh, week eight, they've got the uh, Indianapolis Colts, so that'll be uh, against Michael Pittman there. Week nine, DJ Moore is now in Chicago, formerly of the Carolina Panthers. That's a guy that's given them a lot of trouble in the past, always good for a big play or two. Um, that Bears offense has other good pass catchers as well. Darnell Mooney's another one of those deep threats that, you know, is the type that could give the Saints some headaches as well. So that's going to be a really, really close one to watch that one week nine against the uh, Chicago Bears. Week 10, they've got Justin Jefferson again. And you remember Justin Jefferson, you know, sealed the game effectively for the Minnesota Vikings last year in London. So maybe there's a little bit of a revenge factor there for Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, weeks 12 and 15, they've got the Atlanta Falcons. You've got Drake London, you've got Kyle Pitts, guys that they're maybe a little bit more accustomed to. Um, Alonte Taylor was absolutely dominant against Drake London when they when those two went head to head last year. So I think that's one of those games where if you're alternating Paul Sinadibo and Alante Taylor, you probably want Alante Taylor in that one. Week 13, Amon Ross St. Brown with the uh with the Detroit Lions. Week 16, Cooper Cup. That's assuming all these guys stay healthy. And then some honorable mentions to Houston Texans wide receiver, John, uh, John Mechie, who I like a lot, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, and the rest of that wide receiver room. And then of course, Darren Waller with the New York Giants, just looking at pass catchers. So the Saints are going to have to win these matchups. I mean, these are not easy matchups and not all of them are, you know, world breaking situations. Not all of them. Do you have the, the, the cup stacked against you or, or, or whatever that phrase is. Uh, the cups. So I'm, I think I'm looking at Cooper cup. And so that's why I thought, but like not all of those, do you have the odds stacked against you in that way? The you are in a good spot. As long as you have Marshall Lattimore, Paulson, Adibo and Alante Taylor, as long as you have your starting guys, like you're in a really good position, no matter what, like no matter who these, who these players are, you're in a good spot. And, you know, quarterback becomes a question mark for some of these. You're still talking about whack quarterbacks all season. Uh, so like that all kind of works in your favor, but man, these are incredibly, incredibly important matchups Uh, for the New Orleans Saints to win and stay healthy against in 2023. That is for sure, but should make for a lot of fireworks in that 2023 NFL season for the New Orleans Saints. Up next with rookies reporting to training camp just a day away. Yeah, that's tomorrow on Tuesday. Let's get our bold prediction in for this week on who will be the Saints 2023 rookie training camp stud and Will they make the roster? We got that coming up next for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On Saints. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it here, that nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints. Thanks again, as always, to all you everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day. Every day, tomorrow, Transaction Tuesday. Taking a look at all the things that the New Orleans Saints could potentially get done before training camp. But as we wrap up today, every Monday, we always want to try to get our bold prediction in. So here's my bold prediction for this week for the rookie stud going into training camp. Here's my thought. South Carolina State University wideout Shaq Davis will be the New Orleans Saints 2023 rookie training camp standout, training camp stud, however it is that you want to phrase it. Now, I'm limiting this to just the rookies drafted and undrafted. We could potentially say guys like James Washington and Brian Edwards and stuff like that, but they're already NFL players. Let's leave that out of the conversation right now. Let's go with the guy that I think could potentially step in and be an absolute stud for the New Orleans Saints throughout training camp. And it's probably not going to happen day one, probably not going to happen starting July 26th, the first day that we're out there at camp. But I think throughout the year or throughout the training camp series, this can happen. He's got that big body frame that should allow him to get some spectacular catches throughout camp at six foot four, 200 plus pounds. He's going to be matched up with a lot of the, you know, second, third team defensive guys early on in camp in particular. Uh, I think AT Perry is in this conversation as well, but I think the thing with AT Perry is that it might be a little bit more expected. Whereas with Shaq Davis, if those two are on the same trajectory upwards It's going to be a little bit more impressive from Shaq Davis, a guy that people kind of figured was going to be an undrafted free agent, is an undrafted free agent, and now he comes in and he's like balling out during camp and all that. I think that's going to look really good on him. The other thing is that like I don't want to just focus on his size because he's not just a size guy, a 50-50 ball guy. Like He's got good speed as well. And so when I think about him matching up with some of these smaller second, third team corners in New Orleans... The other thing that I try to keep in mind here is that he's also very likely going to spend a ton of time with Jameis Winston throwing to him. And listen, the New Orleans Saints knew that they needed to make an upgrade from Jameis Winston going into the 2023 season. That's why they went out and got Derek Carr, who they felt was an upgrade. I agree is an upgrade. Uh, but I think you still have a Jameis Winston here who's, who can throw the ball further than anybody, who has incredible deep ball accuracy, who can uh, put the ball in a position to where especially up where players can go up and make plays. I think that that's just going to pair super well with a guy like Shaq Davis. And then if you get to Jake Hayner, the Jake Hayner's sort of being a little bit shorter and kind of having the trajectory that he's going to have to have in terms of his arm action and arm angle and all the other stuff that could potentially give Shaq Davis the opportunity to make some routine catches that look spectacular because he's got to maybe every now and then he's got to go up and get him. Same thing with Jameis Winston, who does have He does have a habit of sailing some passes up and over Shaq Davis with the big body. Can he erase some of that inaccuracy and be able to put together some big plays, even though they're mostly routine him having to leave his feet to get them done? It's just going to look spectacular. It's going to look great on all the social media tweets and all the other stuff that's going to go out and everything like that. Like, that's the stuff that makes the camp studs. And that leaves us all leaving training camp going, wow, wow, man, that Shaq Davis kid, like he sure is getting it done out there. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff that's obviously going to stand out to folks. Um, I do think like, again, I don't want to gloss over AT Perry in this conversation because I think he's just as well equipped to get this done. So there's a chance that AT Perry's this guy, but I really do think that Shaq Davis is going to be the one that maybe comes out here and, you know, plays and, and makes plays in a specific sort of way that just gives him kind of that edge as the training camp stand out instead, especially comparing the expectations of the two receivers. I think the expectations are higher when it comes to A.T. Perry, especially because we saw A.T. Perry do some really good things throughout uh mini-camp and OTAs and all those things, but you wanted to just see him start to win those contested catches. So now if he's winning the contested catches, he's kind of doing what we're hoping that he's gonna do. Whereas with Shaq Davis, there's not really an expectation for the guy. And so when he goes out there and if he does all that, then all of a sudden it's Emmanuel Butler all over again. Now, you remember, undrafted free agent Emmanuel Butler years ago, came into New Orleans Saints training camp, wore number 17, just like A.T. Perry is going to be wearing, and went out and made some spectacular plays, some spectacular catches, all of those things, all throughout training camp, but then didn't make the roster. Two reasons that he didn't make the roster, he went cold during preseason games. So in uh, full speed action under the lights, he didn't really show up. And in the second piece is that, or maybe he just didn't get the chance to show up. But the second piece is that he didn't really show that he could do anything on special teams. So now the next question is, is Shaq Davis the next rookie training camp stud to impress but not make the roster? And if he's going to make the roster, he's got to show he can do something on special teams. Blocking on the return unit. Returning, which I don't think you're going to see. Gunner, um, coverage, all those things. He's got to be able to show that he's going to be able to do something on special teams if he wants to surprise and take a 53-man roster spot. I don't think he makes the roster even with the standout camp because I'm not sure that he's going to be able to show that special teams ability. But if he does, maybe a door opens for him. If nothing else though, if the kid goes out there and balls out of control and looks incredible in the passing game and is able to make all those plays on offense, he should at least make the practice squad. And I do think that the Saints are going to be in a position going into 2023 to where they're going to want Two or three wide receivers on their practice squad. It's a 16-man practice squad along with your 53-man roster. Remember, the three quarterback or the third quarterback rule doesn't matter when it comes to 53-man roster. That only matters for the 46-man active game day roster. So it's not like you get to steal a spot because you get to keep a third quarterback off the roster. No, they still count against the 53. They just don't count against the game day roster. So you can effectively have 47 players active on game day if one of them is the third emergency quarterback that will never touch the field otherwise. And so I don't know that you you look at the New Orleans Saints stealing a roster spot somewhere to get an extra wide receiver on, but I could see them carrying extra wide receivers over on the practice squad because I do think you want to be prepared just in case. Just in case there's an injury seven games in, eight games in. Like, let's not even talk about worst case scenario, right? Like, if it's just mid season and you miss a guy for a couple of weeks, you're going to want somebody that knows your system, that knows your scheme, and that's on your practice squad. Could that guy be that? Maybe that's a place where, nah, that would be kind of crazy. I was going to say, maybe that's a place where Jarvis Landry actually does have an opportunity with the Saints to come back in 2023, but I, I think, I don't know that he'll come back for a practice squad role anywhere. I, th- I think he's a guy that like, if he comes back to football, it's to come back to football to play football. So I think that's that's pretty, that's just me like pipe dreaming a little bit, sorry. But I, I do think that this is going to be the guy. Shaq Davis, six foot four, six foot five, you know, depending upon whose website you're reading. Two hundred plus pounds, go up and get it. Uh, opportunities, uh, good speed, good long ball speed, able to make plays downfield. Gonna have Jameis Winston throwing to him. Gonna have some advantageous arm angles. Gonna have some advantageous size matchups against those second, third team uh, corners. All that, mostly the third team corners. Um, I, I and and look, I think the other reason why he probably stands out for you too is because you're gonna be able to see him be that weak side guy, that that split end number one, number one, quote unquote, but like the go-to guy on that particular series where he's working with the third teams and all the other stuff. Like it's just the volume of opportunities that he should get because of his size are going to help him stand out big time. So that's who I'm going for. Shaq Davis out of South Carolina State University, rookie 2023, Saints training camp standout. That's my bold prediction. Let me know who yours is as well in case you have somebody different. All right, cut out tomorrow are there any transactions that the Saints should make before training camp? We're going to be taking a look at free agency signings, potential trades, and of course, extensions that the New Orleans Saints should consider in tomorrow's Transaction Tuesday episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate all the everydayers out there for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget to check out the subtext, two-week free trial, 14 days. This is the time to get on especially with training camp. I can send you some inside information, things like that, that I'm getting. We've got film studies. We've got Q and A's that are exclusive to subtext, all that. You can check that out. 14 day free trial 4.99 99. After that, if you want to continue on, you can at least see if you like it first before you pay anything. Um, and, and if you stick around to help you're supporting the show and i make sure you're getting something back from it. So I appreciate that very, very much. If you want to check it out, join subtext.com slash locked on saints. I'll see y'all tomorrow, and as always, y'all, I appreciate you very much for making Lockdown Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi, and if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up, let me know how the family's doing, let me know how you're living, let me know how you mom and them, and trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.